morning, everybody. This is Jordan Tremaine, your host, and welcome to the Perspectal Podcast, where we explore new thoughts, connect ideas, and offer perspectives that may change the way you think about a thing or two. And today, we're talking about lap. Now, as I feel is often the case in this podcast, um, so I don't really feel this episode is any different, but for some reason I feel like making it some version of disclaimer today, um, I'm going to take a word, lap, L-A-P, and use it in a way that I think is technically right um, as far as the different definitions of the word goes, and it's going to help me expand the concept I'm trying to share with you guys, but... Uh, I would say it's uh, not a colloquial use or not a popular use of the term, so it may sound um, a little strange, but uh, bear with me. I think once we get to the end, it'll make a lot of sense, and uh, yeah. So um, welcome. Thank you guys for dropping by. I hope that today's concept gets you thinking a little bit. Maybe it allows you to have a good conversation or understand things in a different way or make a choice about how you understand things depending on uh, what you get from this podcast because I think that's a kind of part of what I'm trying to offer here. But um, we're going to dive right into it. So uh, people have minds and like we can touch, we can taste, we can smell, we can see, we can hear. I think that's the fifth one. Um and our minds grow over time and not like they get larger but they they grow in complexity we learn new things we build connections we sever connections we unlearn things the the way our mind grows in complexity over time is um something that's kind of an abstract idea but i think we can all agree that eh, that's something that makes sense hopefully um and the ability for your mind to grow, it has to accept things into itself. It has to learn new something. It has to acquire something and put it somewhere. Even if that new thing is like, oh, I learned that this isn't so good, so I got to stop doing that. Or I learned that this methodology isn't so good, so I got to stop thinking that way. Even if uh, the, the, the process you're going through is unlearning or deleting information off your hard drive or your mind, like... That still came from you learning something new. So uh, what I'm trying to put forth in today's episode is that your ability to learn something or to induct something into your mind or your being, however you want to call it, um, to some extent it involves your ability to connect what you already have in your mind to the new piece of information. So if you want to like... Um, let the new piece of information on board into the ship of your mind, then it has to come on board and it has to be in relation to other things that are in your mind. If it's not in relation to other things in your mind, or maybe a better way to put it is the extent to which it is in relation to other things in your mind, the extent to which you connect it to other things in your mind is basically the depth of your understanding of that concept. And not saying like, just because you can connect it, you understand it deeply. But um, I think one of the metrics you can use to help you with understanding is, does it relate to other things? I think when you can start drawing connections where you're like, oh, this is kind of like how in this other field that seems unrelated, it's the same thing. And you start getting like the kind of the spirit of the concept. It, it's connecting with different ideas in your head. 
Um, a lot of times when I think of concepts, it connects to, for some reason, how a bicycle works. That's one of the prevailing metaphors in my head. And um, so, uh, uh, or like the, in Forrest Gump, where Forrest Gump says, life is like a box of chocolates. And so in his mind, he has this concept of a bike box of chocolates, and he connects that to his concept of life. And that deepens his understanding and that helps uh, make it useful because it's connected to stuff in his life that he uses like like chocolates so um if you can't really connect it to anything in your mind if if the concept is so foreign that it doesn't have anybody to share experience with inside your mind if it can't really hold hands with any other concept in your mind i would say oftentimes it's rejected and i think that's uh we can all feel that sometimes we hear things that are from a field that's a little too foreign to us. Um, so uh, we hear stuff that just sounds like way far out there, or too abstract, or maybe it's too complex. Maybe we don't have um, the prerequisite knowledge to really appreciate something. Maybe it contradicts our beliefs or it contradicts things we already know, um, and we feel the need to protect the things we know. But if it, it can't connect, if it can't come in and it's not welcome to stay, it probably has to leave. Um, and so it's kind of like a guest in your house. If you're, if the guest in your house has nowhere to sit, he has nothing to eat, he can't go to the bathroom, he has to just stand there and not interact with anything, he's probably going to leave. But if he feels comfortable, if he's part of the family, if he's welcome to stay, then he's probably more likely to stay. And so um, oftentimes if you can't integrate a concept into the other parts of your head, it'll get rejected um, or possibly it can get connected incorrectly um, where we make associations, like we're trying to be hospitable, we're trying to welcome this thought in, we're trying to give somebody the benefit of the doubt, and we can do that so hard that um, we end up not giving the concept the connections it needs, where maybe uh, life isn't like a box of chocolates, but we say that because we want to say we understand. Um, that has something to do, I think that might... Uh, bend back into that series I did on logic aliasing in case you guys want to listen to that. I feel like I'm going to say a lot of things in reference to that because that was like, I think that was a good podcast, but um, that whole series up to uh, system coupling I think is great. Um, that's Those are previous episodes in Perspectal in case you want to listen to those. But um, So we have this idea where your mind is trying to take in new information and connect it to things that already exist in your head. Um, or if it can't connect it, it might reject it, or because it wants to connect so much, uh, rather than rejecting, it might misconnect. It might plug in the wrong thing. Um, and uh, the connection, I think, is really important. I think to the extent that you can connect with a new idea, that you can relate it to other things in your mind, the more things that you can relate it to, I feel the more it sticks in your mind, the more you're comfortable with it, the more it's part of you. Um, it's kind of like a Venn diagram where the new thing is one circle and uh, you, you look at all the other circles in your mind. It's like a bunch of bubbles floating in your mind. And all the circles that can come over the new idea, like a Venn diagram, and overlap, uh, the overlap part is the extent to which they connect. And the more overlap you get, it's kind of like... Um, uh, the, the, a different metaphor at the same time. We have the bubbles concept, like a chain link, where you have two links, and when they overlap, they're connected. And so the more you can connect 
to the idea, the stronger it's chained to your mind. And not to say it's like imprisoned there, but it's it's connected in a way that's solid. And um, this overlap, I'm calling lap. And I think we will understand that why I didn't just use the word overlap in the minute. Hopefully, hopefully I don't uh, forget midway through the concept and be like, oh, maybe you should have just called it overlap. But anyways, um, there is sometimes, before we get too much into that, uh, sometimes there really is a brand new concept in your mind. And I, a little bit before I was saying like it'll be rejected or it'll be in, incorrectly uh, absorbed. I think that depending on who you are and how uh, open-minded you are, how willing you are to change your mind, I think like to the extent that a concept is truly novel to you, that it's truly new, that it doesn't connect with your life's experience, it doesn't remind you of any movies you saw, it doesn't have any, it's totally foreign to you. And that can happen sometimes. Like, uh, I don't know, I feel like for some people when the internet came out, that was like blowing people's minds like what is going on um or the concept of a cell phone like that's so like if you if you tried to explain a cell phone to somebody from the 1800s that might be like like this amazingly new thing that they don't have anything in their mind that can help them integrate it um but in the case if you get new information like this i think you you go through this experience where your mind has has different paths it can go down. And I don't know if a person can consciously choose or uh, force your mind to go down a certain path. I'm, I'm not here to discuss that right now. Um, I'm saying I've, I've, I've thought of three possibilities where the first one is your mind can expand, your world can expand to accept that new idea, even if um, right now we don't have any solid connections with it. Maybe we can expand enough and give it room to kind of sit there and maybe over time we'll build connections. And I think that's kind of like a, like the soup concept where you chop up a bunch of stuff and you put it in the pot. And just because you put it in the pot, just because you let the new idea in, doesn't mean the soup's ready. Like you got to cook it and let it simmer and it'll change a little bit and grow and mature and the flavors are meld and connect. And then you'll get that, uh, that connection and then the soup will taste good. So sometimes it expands your world and I feel like after that there may be some like existential crisis or you may have to have some new thoughts or reformat some stuff so that you can accept it and connect it. Um, another possibility is that it can change the form of things in your head to facilitate a connection. So sometimes you learn a new piece of information and maybe the new piece of information changes other things in your head or makes you believe different things. And so maybe uh, in order to accommodate the new piece of information, if you feel it's valid or you, you, you think you should accept it, you have to break old connections to make room for it. So it's like kind of maybe if you bought a new car, maybe you have to sell your old car so that you can uh, have room in your garage for it. And that may take some time. And so the new car may not really have a spot in your house yet because you're preparing one, even though you know the new car is a good thing and you need to put it in your, your house. Um, maybe sometimes, uh, like an extreme example I would think is like, maybe you, you grew up in a place that you thought was cool. Everybody there you loved. It was, a, it was a community that was, uh, very homogenous. And then you go out into the real 
not the real world, but like the bigger, larger world. And um, you learn some things like maybe the, the way your community was wasn't so healthy or maybe they uh, treated certain groups of people not the best. And you didn't realize that because when you were growing up, that was all you knew. But maybe you learned something newer as you got older. And it may take some time for you to sell that used car of your old habits, of your old beliefs. And it may be very hard because those habits and beliefs can be connected to things like your sense of family and your sense of community and your sense of your, your memories of your childhood. And you may have to go back into your childhood and say, like, I thought that was a good memory, but that was that was bad because we we did some bad stuff to some people. Um, so that it, it can it can be hard to do that. Um, but I think that that's a possibility where you can have to change up your mind and like renew your mind in order to facilitate the new connections or put the new car in the garage. And then I think the uh, the third thing, if you don't reject it, so there's four things. There's like the outright rejection of it. Um, the fourth thing is uh, that you may not be able to accept the concept or understand the concept, um, but you realize that it exists. And so you have the concept somewhere in your mind as existing, but really it doesn't go past that. And like I think the, a good example of that is like a magic trick that you don't understand. And it doesn't really connect like how it works or what's going on, but you realize that it happened. You watched it happen. It was amazing. It was cool. You might tell people about it, but it doesn't like help you be a better person or navigate the world any better because you have like no way to connect to it at, at right now. Like maybe you learn how it works later or you think about it later or whatever, but like there's stuff like that where it's like so out there, so disconnected from your regular experience. That's not in your mind good or bad, um, but it is, it doesn't really translate into this it doesn't integrate into your mind so i think those are the four things that it can expand your world it can force you to change how you think about certain other things in order to accept it um, you can outright reject it or uh, you can like have it kind of float around in your head disconnected from other things so there's all these bubbles that are connected on one side and then this like this black sheep bubble that's like over floating over by itself so now that we've gone a little bit into that I'm going to do one of the things that I do a lot in this podcast, which is spout off a definition I searched on the internet. And um, the word lap actually has, I was surprised, it has like a bunch of definitions. There's like, I found like eight or something like that. I'm not really going to bore you guys too much. Um, there's, uh, to paraphrase, the first definition is lap, like swimming a lap or running a lap around the track where it's like a circuit. Um, but I'm more concerned with the second definition, which I found off searching Google. And the second definition is an overlapping or projecting part, and as in to cut the depth and width of the lap, and also uh, the amount by which one thing overlaps or covers a part of another as in they have sufficient lap to act compositely. And I really like that that last, they have sufficient lap to act compositely, because the word composite is saying two different things coming together. And um, if you're saying a lap is two separate distinct things coming together to, to match on each other, uh, I think that's kind of a beautiful version of what uh, we're talking about now. Um, and then side note, bonus for y'all that build stuff um 
if you're a welder or carpenter or whatnot, um, uh, there is the idea of laps uh, as like um, like in welding. There's like uh, butt welds and other type of welds, but there's there's something called a lap weld. And then in like woodworking, there's called like a lap joint. And it's like when you take two flat things and you put them on top of each other, then that's a lap joint. Um, and usually when you make a lap joint or a lap weld, um, the two things are not 100% on top of each other. So it's more like a Venn diagram where they're only on top of each other a little bit and then the other part is kind of exposed. So if you looked at it from the side it looked kind of like an S or a Z rather than like two blocks coming on top of each other to make a rectangle. Um, and so that's the, the idea of the carpentry and the welding stuff in my mind uh, is why I went more with the word lap instead of overlap. Uh, but it's cool. Uh, and so went over the definition. I talked a little bit about uh, what I think is a cool concept of like integrating thoughts into your head or trying to learn new stuff. And... The reason that we're calling this LAP is um, looking at definition two, which we're talking about um, the way things overlap. I think many people have thoughts, concepts, beliefs, different things running around in their heads all the time. And the extent to which they're connected to other thoughts in their head is the extent to which that idea is stabilized or it's not floating around like that novelty concept that's not connected to anything. It's hard to pin down because it's just out there. Um, if, if you have good connections, like different ideas are connecting together in your mind, you have a deeper, more enriched sense of that idea and it, it's more useful to you because now every time you experience something it's connected to, it can remind you of that and it helps you like focus and learn about different concepts in different ways. And um, this is something that I've experienced and I've had some conversations about it with different people. And I think in many cases, like in, in any one person's mind, myself included, uh, there are conflicts between different ideas, there are redundancies, and there's all this stuff in your head that doesn't make sense. I've, I definitely got to do a podcast on like how jacked up everybody's mind is. But uh, a lot of times we allow our minds to, excuse me, or it's not necessarily we allow it, but um, we don't really think our minds are that jacked up because we've never been in a position, like we've never been in a rock and a hard place type of position with certain ideas that are conflicting where it exposes the fact that those ideas are conflicting. And so we can run we can run 30 years with a super conflicting idea, like um, that person that lived in the small town and um, learned certain prejudices. If they continue to live in that small town, like they may never come across like, Hey, maybe it's better to treat all more people equal. Like they may never come across that that a situation where that's a question in their life. So it's not a contradiction to them because it hasn't been exposed by reality. I think a lot of times we build these contradictions or these uh, redundancies in our heads, and they're all good and well until the reality check gets cashed, until we have to actually experience or live out what we think we believe, and it turns out to be more complicated because. We're not sure what we believe. Uh, maybe we believe more than one thing. Or maybe we thought we believed something, but it was very situational. And now that we're being forced to have a standard because of the situation, 
It's not so simple. I think a really good one is we thought we believed something or we thought we were very morally adamant about something because when we observed it, we judged other people based on our morals. And then when we experienced it ourselves, we realize it's more shades of gray rather than black and white. Um, but that can be very hard to accept because you've run through a certain period of your life thinking it was a certain way, thinking it wasn't a contradiction, thinking it was very straightforward. But when you have to deal with it yourself, it may not be that simple. And so I'm pointing out that this happens. I think this happens to everybody in different ways at different times for different things. But I think these inconsistencies, these conflicts, these redundancies that are just bouncing around in people's minds, um, they're very easy to manage if you can avoid situations that expose the contradiction, which I think is sometimes why people don't want to bring stuff up. And we have terms like the elephant in the room where like, yo, there's something up. But if I bring it up, then I'm going to have to go through that conflict resolution process. And oh, I don't want to go through that. I had a hard time at work this week. My kids are acting up. My car broke down. I'm just going to like, I'm just going to like not deal with that right now. Um, and so I, sometimes we fall into that kind of thing. Because it could be very difficult to go through that process and maybe understand you didn't do the best thing in the past. But um, I'm bringing this up because I think these contradictions and these inconsistencies and these redundancies, they kind of come, or not kind of, I think they do come from loose connections. I think it's more likely that you're going to run into an inconsistency or a redundancy or an internal conflict between concepts when the shared space for the Venn diagram is really small. I think the smaller the shared space for the Venn diagram is for as terms of uh, concepts connecting, it, it can lead us to thinking we have a very good grasp on something. We have a very good connection to an idea because technically it's connected and we've never tested the connection, but it's never failed. So it's probably really strong, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's like tangent. Maybe it's just barely touching. Maybe it's not even a Venn diagram. Maybe it's just two things that are tangent, like they're touching. If you zoomed in really close, they're not overlapping, but maybe they're just touching, but hey, we've never tested this before, so hey, it's, it's worked out so far. Why would we change anything? We've always done it this way. Um, and so, uh, do, 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 where am I? The way I look at it is that there are novel concepts that I don't think are too helpful for us, aside from inspiring wonder in in the universe and helping us to aspire to learn things, and maybe one day we'll make a connection with them. But like for the most part, in our everyday real life, um, it's important to connect what we have in our minds to other things that we have in our minds. And the network of connections that we have, which I would call the mind, uh, is better when those connections are stronger. And there's less chance for redundancy and less chance for contradiction and less chance for, uh, what was the other word, inconsistency when we have strong connections. Because if you've started connecting it to a lot of things, then the connection's really strong. And it it's hard to ignore or hard to not realize that there's an inconsistency when something is very strong. 
it's like it's kind of hard to not notice a light as it gets brighter. Like if a light's very dim, it may not be that easy to notice. But if the light is super bright like the sun, it's very hard not to notice it. And so I'm saying like the strength of the connections, or maybe even if it's a weak connection, maybe if you have a bunch of connections from all these different places, it helps give you like an intuition. Um, the, the strength of the total connection to a concept helps like you see like what's really going on. Like the brightness of the sun helps you see what's around you. Um, yeah. And I'm calling this lap. I would I would call it the lap. Like what's what's the how is this lapped in your mind? Or what is the lap? Or don't underestimate the importance of this lap or this overlap. Where if you are learning things or people are telling you things, um I watched this really interesting uh video on YouTube and it was talking about people's tendency to watch an informational YouTube video and because it was edited well, because it had uh, good effects, they had really nice props and all this stuff, like the presentation of something is really good. It doesn't teach people better. It gives people the impression that they've learned something more. And I thought that was very interesting where people walk away from these videos like, oh, I learned something. Oh, that was great because they laid it out so well because they had a uh, cool effects or the way they've shot the video explained it really well but ask them to do it test them on it and does the test results match their confidence in that concept and I think um to this it's like I think one of the metrics to helping you know that you understand something um they say learn by doing um, I think that's one of the metrics to helping you know you understand something. Like, do you know it? Well, can you perform it? If I tested you on it, would you pass the test? Um, another metric, because you can't always test yourself on certain concepts. Like, philosophy concepts are very hard to test because they're abstract. Um, is checking the connections. Is it connected to stuff? Um, and Or digging into it. Does it contradict with other things? Can we go in and see if, uh, in your mind, I know this is like, you can't really go in and like see with a magnifying glass in people's minds, but like, can you go in introspectively and reflect and it checks out or, uh, does it force you to do some renovations inside of the house of your mind? Um, so I think overlap is kind of a good litmus test to, do you understand it? Is it something that's core to you? Is it something that's peripheral to you? Is it a, is it a important thing to you? Um, and does it make sense with who you are? I think things that, that, that resonate with us very heavily or that make sense to us a lot are lapped in very well. Lots of things overlap. Um, and that's because if you have a bunch of concepts in your mind and you live and act through a certain set of beliefs and, and thoughts and ideas, the ones that are important to you, the ones that help define you, I think would, would connect more heavily or you would have more connections with things that you believed very deeply. So uh, ultimately, talk about what a lap is. We talked about uh, your brain like wanting to connect or reject thoughts um, or the other two things is like connect, reject, uh, change to accommodate or the last one was expand. Um, 
And then we talked about this lapping idea, this overlap, this Venn diagram, this building chains, this linking chains to like help with the stability of your mind. So there's less uh, redundancies, less conflicts, and less uh, rubber meets the road moments, less um, rock in a hard place moments where you thought something was good, you thought something was strong, but that's because you just never tested it. And now that you've tested it, oh boy, we got some... We got some more development work to do over here in the research and development uh, department of my mind because that didn't work out next, now that we actually tested it. But um, I think the smaller the lap, the overall lap, the more likely there is to be an inconsistency or a contradiction between different concepts in your mind. Uh, and that can lead to situations that you never expected. You thought it would work out, but it didn't work out or it was more confusing when you actually jumped into it. Uh, and because of this, I think that making effort to create strong connections in favor of loose connections or to try and connect something to as many things as you can not only helps you remember it, helps make it useful, helps make it a connection for other things in the future, but it can lead to having a more stable mind. And I'm not saying people that make loose connections are crazy or that um, that's necessarily a bad thing. I think there should be some amount of loose connections. You can't do the work and deeply integrate everything you've ever heard. But um, I'd say don't, or I, I, would, I would think that, at least from my mind, I don't want to base important parts of my life off of stuff that's loosely connected to my mind. I want to verify things. I want a good foundation before I build my house. And so I want to minimize contradictions for very important things like lasting relationships, like what I'm going to do with my career, like what I think is right, what I think is morally good. I want to dig in there and try to connect it to different things and try to test it against different things. Maybe not out in the real world sometimes. Uh, sometimes it's good to run simulations and whatnot in your head, like thought experiments or to talk to other people, get different experiences, read books and stuff like that. But kind of like test out ideas and, and share with people, see what they think and really uh, – confirm that these are good ideas or confirm that it connects in the way that you think it connects or confirm that this is a strong thing that you can build your house on or it's a strong chain that you could pull up weights with because it would be awful if uh, you thought it was a strong chain the whole time you never worked on getting a stronger chain and now all of a sudden you have to carry something heavy or else you're going to have a bad day and then um, you have a weak chain and the chain breaks and you drop the really important heavy thing and it breaks and you're like oh no I broke the thing. What do I do? And that's a bad day. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen um, the Jackie Chan Adventures. That's one of the weirdest cartoons I've ever seen. It's like one of my favorite cartoons, but like, I don't know why there was a cartoon version of Jackie Chan um, running around getting magic talismans and stuff. That was always kind of confusing to me, but it's really entertaining as a child. And like every episode when like stuff didn't go the way that he thought he would. He'd just be like, bad day, bad day, bad day, bad day, bad day. And if your chain breaks and you drop the really heavy, expensive thing, it's going to be a bad day, bad day, bad day, bad day, uh, I think. And so um, I'd rather go to the gym, have some struggle days, build my muscles, and then when I get out in the real world, I have some muscles to deal with it. Rather than having bad days, I'm just going to have some hard days when I'm like working on my stuff and building my chains up. Um, it's just a thought, just an idea, put in your mind or, you know, throw it away. It's up to you. I am presenting you with what I think are interesting perspectives, interesting ideas, and I hope that they can help you explain to yourself and to the world, have interesting conversations, and ultimately improve the quality of your life. Um, 
So yeah, this has been the Perspectal episode on LAP, and hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope it turns into an interesting conversation, or maybe encourages you to think through some things that you thought you knew. Um, old wives' tales and um, stuff that you learned as a kid, I think, are a good place to start in case you want to like run through this as a as an exercise or stuff that you always believed but you're not sure why. That stuff, I think, you should uh, validate your laps. But uh, this has been Jordan Tremaine, and I hope you guys have a good day, and I will see you next time.